Hello and welcome back to the Key Arsenal podcast. It is episode 11 today. Hope you are all doing well. Join once again, Madeline Dad. Hope you are both doing well this evening. Never been better. I have to say, Madeline looks half yeah. dead as we do <laughs> this. But yeah, both all right. That's good to hear. Um, so yeah, uh, have had a bit of Premier League action. Yesterday, looking forward now to to a big couple of weeks for the club, which we'll get onto in a bit. But yeah, let's start. Let's start with yesterday. Um, I think it was a game that personally I was looking forward to in terms of the fact that at this point it doesn't really matter anymore about the league. And we, I do hate to say it, but Leeds, Leeds are a good team to watch, and it was it's definitely definitely a good game, especially from an. Arsenal point of view in the first half. What 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 were your thoughts on it yesterday? You asking Madeline or me? You either one if you can go. You can not... go, Dad. So for forty five minutes again, absolutely fantastic. Um, thought we were thought we were really, really good early on. Sat there. We, we looked on it and then we have a bit of a lull. They let them back in the game, but nice goal by Aubameyang. Nice. Um, I thought I thought the penalty was a penalty, but I probably would. Um, then we do get a penalty. Two. We get a third goal. Yep. Really happy with that. Get a fourth goal, took our foot off the gas a bit. I think we thought done and dusted here, boys. Uh, absolute cracking header by the Leeds bloke. Goes really. on my fantasy team bench. Yeah, that is not a sting. Um, uh, and they actually scored another good goal, and we looked a bit on the rope, steadied ourselves. And in fairness, we could have scored another two or three. So, yeah, know. hit the post a couple of times. I think, yeah, I mean, I don't think we were ever really that worried that we were no. going to get back into it. It was just kind of our, our mentality as Arsenal fans that, oh, God. Yeah. But, yeah, well, 4 0, we were cruising. And, yeah, let's be honest, it should have been five. I don't know how that, that other penalty was overturned. I've seen it multiple times. I haven't seen anything to suggest that it's not a penalty or certainly that it's a clear and obvious error from the officials. But there you go. There's another one that's gone against us. Luckily, it didn't um, cost us um, yeah. yesterday. Madeline, you, you yawning, so you're tired. <laughs> Go on, say something. What did you make of it? Well, I was going to say, it's nice of us to take our foot off the gas at 4-0 rather than at 1-0, which is what we usually do. So, small benefits there. We'll not um, put our foot off the gas in the first place. Oh, oh that, yeah. Um, did, you, did you see the nice stat of the least amount of goals scored in the opening 15 minutes? Yes, that's where we love to be. Um, what did I make? I actually thought... Unusually for my good self, I couldn't pick out anyone that had an especially bad game, um, which was nice. A lot of people looked looked back to 
actually no i take that statement back for one of our substitutes um we we played some nice football i don't think i didn't actually think we were especially fantastic we were just clinical i don't i don't think when i compared to how we played against wolves a few weeks ago we were far better against wolves in my opinion but against Leeds we were just more clinical so I don't know um yeah I think see a clinical is definitely the word and you're right it's very unusual for us we're normally I mean I know we missed a couple of chances at the end but yeah first half everything we touched turns of gold I mean that that third goal I mean it, it was lovely but let's be honest that's the type of move we see Arsenal put on a hundred times in this uh, season, it'll work once. Yeah. But yeah, we uh, yesterday was obviously our lucky day and got an absolutely lovely pass from Ceballos. Who I, I thought, I'd be honest, I thought we'd struggle in the midfield yesterday without without party in it. For especially against Leeds, high energy team, I thought we might might struggle for legs. But Ceballos and Xhaka both both played very well, in my opinion. I really, we me and Dad were talking about. We didn't actually, I mean, until Saka closed down the keeper, we didn't go with that much of a high press. But in the middle of the park, we had two or three players round them the, all the time. And the moment we they they started to grow into the game was the moment we, we didn't have two or three around the ball. And instead, it was, there just wasn't really a press anymore. No. I, I thought generally we, we looked lively. That's the first time I've seen a Bamiang look live. It's that lively for a long time. So, yeah, let's get on to a Bamiang. Obviously, we've, um, he's, he's not at his best season, not by his high standards. But yesterday, really, really looked back to his best and looked like he was enjoying his football again. And he's always someone that plays better when he seems to be enjoying football three very good goals yesterday in different circumstances yeah so yeah i mean there were three pretty well taken stonking penalty i tell you what he's brilliant from the spot nowadays he used to used to be a bit shaky from him but i mean you look at the uh community shield final the one he took against united the one in the fa cup final he's Whack them all the way very convincingly. And maybe, you know, that might just be what he needs. Yeah, let's hope so. I think we've certainly seen the last couple of weeks that Pepe's managed to put together a couple of performances. And yeah, got hope. Got hope we do the same for Birmingham. I think, I don't know about you, Madeline, but that, that first goal that he scored was. Yeah, that that was the Aubameyang that that we've we've seen the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was. I think I, much like the Leeds goalkeeper, was expecting him to go far post, put yes. that in the in. But it was more so when we've seen him do that at times this season. There's not been any conviction in his in his cut inside in his run, whereas yesterday he looked really sharp and and it was a. It was a chop. I think it was a step over and it was a bang rather than a sort of yeah. half-hearted, I'm in need of a goal sort of attempt, which was good to see. 
So yeah, I was Aubameyang actually looked sharp yesterday, which helps Matthew. Also yeah. nice to see that you can play without Lacazette in terms of you've you've almost got another system because we played a little bit differently to how yeah. we how we would with Lacazette up front. Do you think that was specifically against Leeds? Arteta saw something that thought, yeah, this might be better. Or do you think that was purely looking ahead of Thursday and yeah, we need we need to rest players. I I would say the latter, not to discredit Mikel and it's tricky reds, but I would say it was more so uh, the Europa League looks a priority. And on that as well, um, looking at yeah, we've said Lacazette, Pepe both rested um, yesterday. Pamiango was obviously looking to get some goals for his confidence. That's happened. But the, the two constants, Emil Smith-Rowe and Sacco, do you think yesterday that's a that's a sign that Arteta sees them as just undroppable at the minute, no matter what competition it's in? Yeah, I do. Genuinely think those two are the, well, stick, stick with the keeper, stick with Tierney when he's fit. Those two. Probably the other one, even though this is going to contradict what I'm saying, is Rob Holding. And I, but I think he rested him with Thursday in mind. Yeah, that's certainly what it looked like to me, especially again with Gabriel looking like he lacked, lacked a bit of match fitness. And I, thought Gabriel looked, I looked, thought Gabriel looked good yesterday, though. Yeah, yeah, he looked, he looked back to his normal self yesterday. Was, yeah, I was just, just saying that. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. I haven't played in a while. He had looked a bit, a bit rusty. And obviously, David Louise couldn't play against um, Aston Villa. So, yeah, he's first game in a couple of weeks for him as well. So, yeah, definitely look like looking ahead to Thursday. But, yeah, those those two just sticking in there. They've and they've absolutely done that from their own merit. And, again, Saka yesterday, just he's an unbelievable player. He actually, he had them on absolute strings yesterday. Look, Alioski didn't know what had hit him. He, no, he was I'm so good. At Ellen Road when it was Pepe that hit him. My my highlight was watching Alioski trudge off the pitch next to Pepe though. Yeah, he would absolutely roasted them for for an hour, didn't he? It was yeah, unbelievable. And Smith Smithrow again with those those sort of tricky passes in tight spaces. Are we giving him the pass or a shot? That's the question. I, I thought it was a, a shot, Matthew. Uh, I just I'll don't be honest, think he... I thought it was a shot. I thought it was a shot, but Tony Adams said it was a pass, and I'm inclined to agree with anything Tony Adams says. So... I don't agree with everything Tony Adams says at the moment. So, um, But yeah, uh, so we had those those two in midfield. Um, we also had Martin Odegaard, who made his... Who Tony Adams said we shouldn't have signed. There you go. He, he made his uh, first start for us um, yesterday. Um, he just made a couple of uh, substitute appearances before. But, yeah, what, what did we think of him? Personally, I thought, thought he, looked, Tidy. he looked very assured. Tidy. Looks like he knows how to pick a pass. Worked quite hard. I mean, he's Some... not Smith-Rowe in the work rate, but... Who is? I feel like he he had a bit of the Sabios turn about him, but his his seemed to actually be effective. Well, Are you saying Sabios just does his for the sake of it? 
You Never. say Tobias does his for his highlights compilations, Matthew. Never, but a couple of very nice roulettes in there. Yeah, I, I thought his use of the ball was quite good. Put one lovely ball through. I can't remember to whom, but it was um, Bellerin, wasn't it? After he got his goal, yeah, he absolutely <laughs> made it made a complete mess of after scoring yeah. earlier. But yeah, so, I thought I think the most impressive thing for me as well was that we've seen um, Saka and Smithrow kind of switch round all the time, playing different positions, not sticking to one. And Erdegaard was straight on that all all over the place in the the attacking bird, even. Even when Aubameyang moved out wide, sort of playing up front almost. Yeah, Yeah, the, the fluidity between Odegaard, Saka and Smith-Rowe was really nice. They weren't, they weren't rigid to a specific position and that was, that was nice. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, um, considering that people were saying, oh, Odegaard, he might keep Smith-Rowe out of the team, did... All the times he's been on, Smith Rowe has been alongside him. So yeah, clearly, our, our, again, Arteta sees that they, they can play together, which is is exactly what we want, really. I I say, I think mean, obviously we saw with the is Sabias's debut against Burnley. You don't want to get too carried away. But I it was I a think, class debut from Sabias there, though. Oh, it was unbelievable. Looking at um, Erdegaard yesterday, and looking at. Um, what uh, the position Real Madrid are currently in, and now their season has gone. I cannot believe that he's not even getting a look in, let alone near the starting level. Not even getting a look in from Zidane seems really strange. It's Zidane, uh, though, isn't it? Yeah, he's, yeah, he has his ways with players. I mean, I know that there's no intention of a but a buy him, but that's what they said about Sabios last year, and they were. Still, they still got rid of him again, so wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if the same happened with Erdegaard. And yeah, more performances like that yesterday, definitely. And definitely he's only 22. Play. Yep, another young one as well, only a couple of years older than Smith Rowe and Saka. So yeah, just just want to keep bringing in those those sort of young, hungry players. Really, they're the ones that that make an impact, and they're the ones that. You're feeling more encouraged watching as well. Yeah, I'd, I think if you're if you're looking at where where we need to go, you know, I, I'm slightly curious as to why they think we should give David Louise another year's contract. I'm confused by that, um, but. I sort of think young, young players with a point to prove, I think is where we need to be. Not, not buying another Willian and another, I know we didn't buy him, but another Willian paying him a lot of money for not a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a there's something on that I'd like like to touch on in a in a little bit. But um, let's let's look ahead now. Um, two games this week. Uh, Sky uh, the TV companies have been very nice to give us the Sunday Thursday Sunday run. Yes. Um, Benfica 
Uh, Europa League round of 32, where didn't make it out last year. Don't another, me. another tricky fixture with some added complications this year. Uh, we'll be playing the first leg away, but not in Portugal. I believe it is... Um, is it Spain we are playing? Wait, no, we're in Rome, aren't we? Rome, you're right, it's Rome. So it's playing away in Rome with away goals. Yeah. I think... Uh, because Benfica, that's obviously the fair way of doing it all. Yeah, with no fans and not in the team's home ground. Away goals seems fair. But yeah, I think Benfica are sort of having a similar season to us, really. They're having a poor season by their standards. And yeah, this kind of looks like their their best route for any success this season. Um, obviously, a uh, historically a really good team, but let's be honest, it is one that we, we we should be beating. And they drew yesterday, Benfica. They have they've won only about two in their last eight. Prime position for us to, um, you know. But yes, yeah, so they the same group as Rangers as well and obviously Rangers won that group so yeah it's it's I'd call it a sort of banana skin fixture it's one that could be tricky but ultimately it's one that we, we should be getting through and if this stupid away goals rule it sometimes works against us but if we go to Rome win sort of 2-0 get a couple of away goals on there get the job mainly done before our home leg, which I believe is in Greece. Yeah, Athens at the Olympiakos Stadium. I've got so many happy memories of playing Olympiakos. Which is, actually, we'll be we'll have to travel further for our home game than we will our away game, ironically. Yeah. It is um, a long way down the Piccadilly line, Matthew. <laughs> we deciphered yesterday it was Heathrow Terminal 5 and then go from there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely agree with that. But yeah, both both you think we we will be favourites for that tie? Yeah. Mm, yeah, it's, it's hard to say. I don't watch enough Portuguese football yeah. to say yeah, how good they uh, are. So how I'm, they are. I'm just going off the their league position. I think certainly a team of their their the standards they normally set, they'd expect to be higher than fourth. Yes, you would expect them to be somewhere near. The the top of that table, third absolutely minimum with um, Sporting yeah. now, but days. But yeah, de- definitely the team that look to win the league every year. So yeah, it would have been a very disappointing season for them so far. Um, yeah, I, I say I don't don't really know much about the the their squad these sort of days. I know they've got a couple of decent players about, but. In terms of us, obviously we talk about resting players. S- strongest team possible for you? What, do we play it? Well, will we play it? Well, we should because we're going to get whacked by Man City nonetheless. So you may as well go all out. But it's what you think your strongest team is. Do you take the team that you played at the weekend and go, well, they all did a really good job? Or do you go back to what's worked in the last few weeks and bring Lacazette in and bring Pepe in, but it feels harsh to drop a Bamiang on the back of scoring a hat-trick? Well, they, uh, over to you, Madeline. What, what would you do if you were Mikel Arteta? I'm not sure. Not um, to be honest. 
I like. Go on. Well, you need you need an away goal. Like even if you literally lose three one, you're still in a sort of decent position. I wouldn't quite say that. I'd well, prefer to win three one at home well, yes. than lose three one away. Well, yeah, obviously, but you you basically you need an away goal, and then you go from there. I liked the survival. I mean, Tierney might be back. Yeah, Tierney could be fit. Uh, Party definitely not. No yeah. Doubt. So Tobias and Jacker as your midfield. It's whether. And you do want them to go out, but because the Tongan plays for them. <laughs> um, not that I bear a grudge or anything, but you know he's going to kick people. I don't know what I'd do. This is why it's Mikel Arteta's job and not mine. Well, I think, I think there's no such. I think the. As in, we always talk about in football, having players perform well gives the manager a headache and more competition is always a good thing. Yeah. And I think, yeah, certainly Mikel Arteta would have had a team in mind on Thursday already. But certainly, I mean, you can't you can't drop a Bamiang after a, a hat trick, can you? I think we've already said Saka certainly looks as a sir. Um, Smith Rowe um, looks pretty comfortably in that squad. But then that means Erdegaard, who had a good game yesterday, potentially misses out. Lacazette and Pepe have both been in good form. Could mean they miss out. Go on, Dad. Get, Madeline's failed. She's completely dodged the question. Give me that you're, you're attacking well, four. Funny enough, I, I've said to Madeline the last couple of days, I would play Martinelli. If, if he's not fit, I don't know why we keep putting him on the bench, but I'd play Martinelli. I'd probably play Lacazette. And then it's a debate with Rod play Pepe. Because technically, if you want to play him, he seems better on the left than on the right. But he seems to do quite well in those European type games. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm yeah. not sure whether I'd play Tierney. No, I I was going to say, I think it's obviously a very important game, but it's not so important that you potentially risk losing him for the rest of the season. Correct. And you've got. City, and then you got Leicester. And then if you look, well, we haven't got many easy games at the moment, but um, I think... I, I, I don't know how City will... Who have they got in the Champions League? I can't remember. Munchengladbach, haven't they? They've got Munchengladbach. I'm not sure it's this week, though. I think it no, might. I think it's next week. Hopefully on the Tuesday. Yeah, them resting some players. Mind you, they might put Aguero on to give yeah. him some match fitness. So we've got Benfica, City, Benfica, Leicester. Um, oh, followed by Burnley away. The Spuds at home, West Ham away. And, and it, hopefully some Europa League games in there and as hopefully well. hopefully some Europa League games. Then we've got Liverpool, Sheffield United, Fulham. Neverton, so yeah, yeah, tricky run has to be tricky said. run. But I, you know, I, I think we're not far. We're not far up it. I, I think we can see the odd silly goal. Yeah, I think I, I obviously it's, it's difficult to criticise too much. But I think the second goal yesterday was really avoidable. Bellerin just yeah. completely switched off. No one 
yeah. picked up the bloke running in the box and yeah he's finished it well but he had all the time in the world to pick his spot yeah but yeah i think yeah obviously difficult difficult to criticize when you're four one up but yeah and that, that's thursday and then sunday man city do we give ourselves any hope whatsoever well i i'll fancy us for a point why i'll just do but well, you I usually think... do this we and we never win I think I with with them in action on um, whenever it is, they they let's be honest. I I'm not sure about you. I think it's all wrapped up the title. Yeah, but they can't go with that attitude. Yeah, I agree. But I think the the fact they've played Liverpool twice. They've to, got yeah. Everton. Would you believe on Wednesday night? Yes, they are. They have got an extra game as well. So. Yeah, I think then, in terms of oh, fixtures, unfortunately, they've got Borussia Mönchengladbach on Wednesday, which is most unfair. They should have played them on Tuesday. What, with then, a whole 24 hours in between yeah. either game? And then they've got Mönchengladbach, West Ham United, then Manchester United. They've got a long gap till they play Munch and Gladbach again. I'm confused. Yeah, there's an international break in there, isn't there? There is a, there's a very random oh, is that why there's a big break? break in there? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. So I, I, I don't know, Matthew. I, I, think, I think we can get a point off them. They are very good this year. And it, they be, don't concede any goals either. No. Yeah, no, it no. is. <laughs> no. They You're not giving us any hope whatsoever, thing. Madeline. Well, to say I'm not giving us any hope would be harsh, but I've seen the form that Phil Foden and Ilkay Gundogan are in, and I'm slightly fearful. We all know that Riyad Mahrez will turn up for his yearly, annual, seasonally performance of the year, in which he'll cut inside. Oh, if Cedric's playing, that's Mahrez cutting inside against Cedric. Anyway, we want that because then it's on Cedric's right foot. Yeah, yeah. but as no. opposed to him going down the outside on his left foot, which he definitely won't do. Can confirm he won't go down the outside on his left foot. I don't know. I just they just don't concede any goals. If any, the the only result I can see us getting is a nil nil, and maybe if we were if we were to somehow win. It would definitely be the most disgusting counter-attacking goal, having seen the ball for about ten minutes of the game. But well, maybe we'll do and we'll pull off and Leno pull off and Edison and get an assist. Oh, that'd oh. be fantastic. <laughs> That's some ball, by the way. Yeah, it's some touch by Gundogan as well. Make sure we give a penalty away as well because they're not very good at them. Yeah, didn't we Rather. do that last time and they actually scored it? No, last night was a sterling rebound, wasn't it? It was 1-0. Oh, did... It was, it was no. a straight game, actually. No, I mean, sorry, the one in lockdown where David oh, Luiz yeah. got sent off. Yeah, that was different. That was a Guerra, though. But yeah, I think the, the game earlier on in the season was quite early on, wasn't it? I think we lost 1-0, but we just didn't we just didn't really do anything in the, in the game, I don't yeah. think. It's a bit of a That's strange. Quite often the way against them, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we do really struggle against them more, more than anyone else, to be honest. 
Um, Which is ironic because for years we always beat them. Yeah. My first Ooh. game that was. But yeah, um, so yeah, as we've said, t- tough run of fixtures coming up. Key part of the season, as we've said for the last couple of weeks. Um, we, could, we could do with getting Party back and we could do with getting Tierney back. Yeah, yeah. Again, absolutely crucial not to rush them back. It'd be the, be the worst thing we could do. Uh, let, let's talk about the, the couple of couple of rumours that are going around. Obviously, the fir- first one that you mentioned earlier, David Louise getting an extension. And I, I see your your point in terms of um, the fact that he's, what is he, 33 or something? Yeah. Always liable to have a mistake in him. But yep. The, a couple of the players have spoken that the experience he brings it really makes a mm. difference. And I think you could argue we've seen that with Gabriel, how quickly he settled in most of the season. And Holden as well, he's vastly improved this year. So I'd, I'd say I think there could certainly be Dav Louise having, having an impact there. I, I'm inclined to agree because obviously, you know, I'm an avid fan of, of Hayland. Um And every time one of them speaks, they'll always, they'll always mention David Louise as someone who has helped them a lot. Um, well, whether that's... in the coaching staff then. Yeah, but he doesn't want to coach yet. I just, I just find it slightly strange that you, you've got a bloke we've loaned out to, to a, back to a team in France who's absolutely mopping it up in France. I know it's the French league. You've bought Mari, you've bought Gabriel, Holding, you've got Callum Chambers, and you want to keep going back to a 34-year-old. Don't I? Yeah, I, I, I see from both sides, to be honest. I, obviously, Madeline's right in terms of the, the experience. It's, but, yeah, you just... When you've got young defenders like, we, like we've got a few of them, you don't... You really don't want to be playing a 34 year old yeah no no that I do get and I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily mind it as much if um it was going to be very much a rotational basis but at the minute he's he's probably in the starting 11 um well I'd say so bear in mind that um Gabriel's bit come back from a bit of an injury I would I'd, I would say generally he's not though. No, maybe not. But he's he's someone that he does he does get used a lot. And obviously because it's Arsenal, we also have to consider the fact that signing Louise for another year is a lot cheaper than necessarily bringing someone else in, which as and we will re- we've always discussed that any any excuse to. Um, to save, a bit save some money, we, we're going to take it. So yeah, we'll, we'll see whether that happens or not. But I, I can see both both sides of an argument. I think I wouldn't be particularly happy or unhappy if he was to sign a year extension. Um, another one I've seen today, not sure in terms of reliability. I've seen 
There's one, Ed, Edouard, uh, Celtic striker, um, Frenchman, uh, 22 years old, I think. Yeah. Um, scored, scored a lot of goals for them in the past couple of years. Scored two absolute fantastic finishes yesterday. Yeah. The first um, one, so good. The second one, you'd put down to a bit of not great defending. Goalkeeper did all right. But he, he, the first goal, just sneaked in in front of the bloke. Near post finish, Madeline. Near post run, you see? I know. Such a smart finish. Ball came across, just nipped in in front of the defender, touched it home. Good, good finish. I... He scored 14, 15 goals. I know it's in Scotland, Matthew, in not a great league. Um, I think a great team. I think yeah. he's someone that I don't know if you two ever read the program, the the digital program. There was a nice little interview with Kieran Tierney in there, mm. um, and it was one one player you you'd like to you'd like to sign for Arsenal, and his response was, "I can't say I might get in trouble with my old club." So I don't know if that was him. Um, and whether we could use Kieran and Mikel Arteta's pull power to to bring him, but and yeah. learning learning under Aubameyang and Lacazette could could be decent. I think um, I forgot to mention as well. He's apparently available for fifty million. I, I mean, I was gonna uh, ask you, but I think we've kind of already decided that it's a bit of a no-brainer, really. I think mean, if he if he is available for that. We seems to we we have to sign him. I think. Well, the Is other it, one, the other one, I've seen Matthew, the guy I know nothing about, Thiago Thomas. Where's he? Sporting, or in Lisbon? I can't say I'm a, I'm familiar with him, unfortunately. No. But he's a eighteen year old. Um, but yeah, I think I if you look at Edward, it almost seems kind of almost written in the stars that he he come play for Arsenal being mind striker French young he's <laughs> we've we've signed a few of them before and they haven't gone they haven't gone too badly so it does no. it does seem one that I've I could have seen seen happening a year a year back or something so I'd, he's got got some pace yeah very quick. I think he knows where the goal is. So, um, hard, it's hard to say in Scotland, but Celtic are on a great side this year and he's still scored 14, 15 goals. And you might say most people could score 14 and 15 playing up top than one of the two better teams in Scotland. But Yeah, I, I agree. But I think if you looking at that price tag, 15 million, I mean, nothing in today's market, especially not for a striker. No. And you look at Van Dijk, Tierney, both adapted to the Premier League quite quickly. I think it's one that one you can do quite quite easily rather than say looking at someone similar to Edouard and um, Dembele, who was a um, Celtic. He's he's now at Lyon. I think yeah. if you, if you're looking at signing him, both both similar sort of similar type of players, both similar age. You're probably looking at at least double to bring in Dembele to Edward. So yeah. it, it just seems what almost almost a bit of a free hit, really. I'd say it, it feels very risk-free. If it if it doesn't work, it's fifteen million. 
Well, yeah. it's 15 million and you'd probably get quite a lot of it back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're not... I, I wouldn't imagine his wages are huge. I don't know. I'm just saying I think I, I don't think you'd lose a lot. If it didn't work out after two years and you sold it, you might. I think you'd, I think you'd get your money back. Or most of it back. Celtic um, just... didn't buy him for a lot, did they? No, I. And he I hasn't don't... got. He's only got a year and a bit left on the contract, and I think that's a bit. I don't, I don't think he he wants to sign a contract. So. I think as well it um, it kind of fits in quite nicely with your, your Sackers, your Smith Rose, this kind of young core that we're talking about as building. And I I don't know whether Erdegaard will be a part of that going forward. But yeah, it's just just another one. We know Lacazette and Aubameyang both both still quality, but they are they are both getting on a bit and yeah. certainly just just one to look look out for in the future and just ease him in to begin with, which is always, again, something that's nice to do. I think we saw it with Tierney last year, actually, and I don't know whether we necessarily agreed with it, but it seems to have paid off in the long run, whereas you come to a new league, you're struggling your first few games, it can affect you. And again, maybe we saw that with Pepe last year. Yes. Yes, so I, 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 you know, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that bigger. I'd say unusually, I don't think that's that bigger risk. But if that's at fifteen million, not at forty or fifty million. Yeah, so. then, then not only does that come with massive risk for the club, also the player. Then again, Pepe, prime example, someone that under the way of the the price tag so yeah yes. 15 million i'm not going to say low expectations is the wrong phrase but let certainly less expectation than to come in start banging the goals in straight away and again i timo Werner is a good example actually a striker that let's be honest everyone knows his class and everyone knows can score goals and probably will score goals but big transfer fee expected to come in straight away and, and score goals and it it doesn't happen it doesn't happen for a lot of, for a lot of players so yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously talking talking away away bear in mind January window's only just finished and we don't know if it's this 15 million is even true or not but if it is signing that I'd certainly love to see happen yeah and um. What's Lacazette got? Another year and a bit on his contract? Yeah, Lacazette's got one more year after this. So we've got to make our minds up. Don't want another one going for nothing. No. Only Arsenal would do that. Any other business from my review too? No, hopefully we can get something at Beat Benfica. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm not going for predictions. We've we've done predictions once. We're never doing it again on the show. That's not good. It's nightmare. Not good. Ah, get a result, Benfica. I still don't understand why your home legs in Athens and that there's nowhere <laughs> closer you could play. But who am I? I'm not a member of the UEFA committee, so uh, they'll make up the rules as they go along. 
Any frames from you, Mads? Don't think so. <laughs> Thanks. She's had a hard day, Matthew. Yeah, I can imagine. It's probably but... been about as difficult as Matthew's. Oh, it's hard. It's really I was up at six o'clock this morning. Yeah, but that was towards cricket. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that um... wasn't great either. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Thank you both for taking the time to be here. You're welcome. See you later, mate. So yeah, let's hope let's hope for a good result on uh, Thursday and, and, who knows, and Sunday. Who knows what happens on Sunday? We'll, we'll have to see. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>